Support for Everything Explained comes from the College of St. Rose in Albany, offering master's and certificate programs for working adults looking to advance or change their careers. Easily accessible to downtown and state offices, the College of St. Rose has served the Capital District since 1920. strose.edu grad programs to apply. What is Cambridge Analytica? The recent word that 50 million Facebook users had their personal information collected during the 2016 presidential campaign by a data analytics firm has brought new and intense scrutiny on Facebook and social media. Welcome to Everything Explained, a podcast uncovering the basic fundamentals of what makes what we talk about in the news important. I'm your host, Patrick Garrett. Posting privately to your friends, liking and disliking posts and pages may seem harmless enough, but that seemingly benign information can be mined, studied, analyzed, and transformed into political campaign ammunition. Everything Explains Brian Shields spoke with Professor James Hendler, the Director for Data Exploration and Applications at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy, about the data giant. Modern technology lets us learn a lot from understanding networks and people's positions within those networks. So the first thing that Cambridge Analytica does is starts to build this model of who knows who, and of course we get that from the friends network, or they get that from the friends network. So if I know who your friends are and friends of friends, I can start to build this big graph. I can then start putting things like likes into that graph, right? So if I see a big cluster of people who all seem to be liking some conservative uh, document, you know, some conservative news page or something like that, then I start to say, okay, maybe the people in this part of the graph all share that property, even the ones who aren't actually already touching that. So it's essentially a process of looking at these very big graphs using large-scale computers, identifying these kind of clusters and then using that information to know how to reach out to people, sell advertisements, etc. Then there's been a lot of work in the past showing that just from that kind of information, researchers have shown you can do things like uh, get very good guesses of people's Myers-Briggs, of things like sexual preferences, of all sorts of other things. So the idea of sort of weaponizing that for an election is relatively new. Uh, it's really only happened the past couple election cycles. But the difference in Cambridge Analytica's case is they weren't telling people they were using the data for that. So they were collecting the data under one context and then using it in another. Once they get that information, how do they determine how to approach this person? Do they uh, they, they use advertising? They uh, direct mailings to this person? How do they target this person once they know who, what this person is all about? Yep, all of the above. So in previous elections, if you look at the Obama election there, you had to sign up for something that said, I'm interested in the Obama for America campaign. You said, I'm giving my data to this. And the outreach was mostly through direct mailings. What Cambridge Analytica did, and, and we can get into how they collected the data, which has some other issues, is they used advertising, targeted advertising in particular. 
So you would see an ad on your Facebook page that was very explicit. They and, and many of these ads we're now learning came from Russian companies were designed for this purpose. So it's put this ad onto people who are likely voters for Trump and they're more likely to come out. Put these ads on people who are likely voters for Hillary and it may cause them not to come out. So they were they claimed they had a strong ability to do that kind of modeling. So this was the old fake news. Did they deliberately put out fake news, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, so so there's really two or three different things that all link together here. So one is who actually produces the fake news. So for example, Cambridge Analytica may or may not have had any explicit relationships with a, with something like Breibart or or some of these other organizations that are accused of of biased and fake news. But once those articles are out, then what Cambridge Analytica can do is say make sure those articles get reflected on the following people's pages via advertisement, via getting them to like pages where these articles will appear, etc. How do you determine if someone is likely to go to the polls from Facebook information? The concept is easy. The execution is hard. So the concept is basically, if I have people who I know have some property, then what I can do is I can look at who's near them in this graph and say maybe those people will have the same property. And it's really not quite that simple because you have to have many dimensions of this, and that's why big computers were necessary to make this happen. But, uh, you know, so one of the things is I look at people who have clicked on, you know, um, Hillary for president or Trump for president, Right. You would see, um, in fact, you still see it today, although less so, used to be very often if you if they didn't know your political affiliation, you would see two ads show up on your Facebook page. One would say, tell Obama he's wonderful. And one would say, you know, impeach Obama. Right. If you clicked on one of those two, now they know where you are. If we start to see you and your friends have common behaviors then we start to say all the people in this group might be people who are likely to vote or not vote. That can also be affiliated with things like people who are on committees, people who are known voters, people who are running organizations. So you use these key people to identify points in the graph, and then you find the other people who are most like them in a number of ways. So what happens now with Facebook, do you think? How can Facebook protect itself from further unauthorized data mining? It's a really good question, and I actually think it may not be phrased quite right. Really, the question is, what can we do to prevent Facebook from doing more? And other other organizations, there's other accusations against Google, against Twitter, etc. And really, the problem is that a lot of this stuff is not a technical issue and is not something we can do ourselves easily on Facebook. So obviously, if you stop using Facebook, you won't be part of this game, but then you won't be able to use Facebook to see your kids' pictures and those kind of things. So what really most of us believe is it's a combination of policy and technology and that we need people to really understand what is going on, why this is important, and to get our politicians and other people 
interested in and to understand that we care. So a good example of this in the in, in the television world is that when you see a political ad, you know, at the end it says, I'm, you know, candidate so-and-so and I endorsed this message. By law, they must say whether or not that's coming from the candidate or from some other organization. Facebook ads don't have to do that. On a television advertisement, if you do what's called subliminal advertising, you, you flash something up too fast for people to notice, that's highly illegal, and if you're caught, you pay huge fines. So it's pretty much not done. On Facebook, this stuff that was going on and on Twitter trolling and things like that, really there are no penalties except maybe you lose your account. So, again, we really have a very different understanding as people of what's going on and how much information is being shared on the social networks and we really need to talk to politicians, technologists, etc. and get a conversation going about what this looks like. And even Mark Zuckerberg just yesterday said in his response to this said, you know, maybe we're going to have to face some regulation because it's becoming pretty clear that just keeping this completely open and unregulated has dangers. Professor James Hendler is the Director for Data Exploration and Applications at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy. Everything Explained is produced by WAMC Northeast Public Radio with assistance from Kristen Gilbert, Ashley Kinsey, Ian Pickus, and Brian Shields. I'm your host, Patrick Garrett. As always, we want to remind you to subscribe and leave a review because like everyone else in the pod realm will tell you, it helps us to make more podcasts just like this one.